You're listening to the Highland Ministry Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Highland Baptist Church, please visit our website at hbcmolino.com. Today's talk comes from Pastor Josh Helton. I'm desperate for you. I'm lost without you. That, that's where we're supposed to be as followers of His. Desperate for Him and lost without Him. Let us go to the Lord in prayer before uh, we turn in our Bibles to our passage for today. Father, we thank you for today. And Lord, may we find our dependency in you. Even in these moments, Lord, turn our hearts to be desperate for you, Lord. Let us understand that uh, not just in salvation, but in every day, we are lost without you. God, we give you this time. Lord, I ask that you would speak through me. Hide me behind the cross. Let it be your words that are spoken and not mine. And Lord, those words can bring life change. And God will praise you through it all. Speak to us now. Challenge us, Father. Let us hear from you. And we pray all of this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter 6. Uh, we're going to continue walking through uh, the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 6. Uh, uh, we, I told you all we'd come back to this section of verses last week. Uh, we, we looked at what's our why, the, the reason that we do things. And, and we, we talked about what the, uh, the hypocrites did and uh, all the different motions that they went through to, to be seen by people. And so today uh, we're going to come back and get a chunk of the scripture that... Uh, we skipped over uh, last week to include the fasting stuff. We skipped over uh, what's often known as the Lord's Prayer or the model prayer. And so uh, we're going to go back and hit that section today because we don't, we don't want to miss any of this uh, Sermon on the Mount as we're walking through it. So Matthew chapter 6, we're going to be in uh, verses 7 through 15 uh, today. Uh, but really, as I entitled the message today, Simple Prayers. Simple prayers, because what we see written in this passage is, it's what it is. It's, it's a basic outline. It's a blueprint for how to talk to God. Uh, I can't tell you how many times over the years that, uh, that, that I've heard people say, well, I, I just don't know uh, what to say. I don't know how to pray. I don't know uh, what it is. I don't, I don't know what all it is that I'm supposed to say. What makes a, a prayer heard? And, and Jesus walks through that here in the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, and the beauty of it is, is there's no magic formula for it. Uh, it it's simply a conversation. Uh, and I think that's what God wants to remind us of this morning, is he just wants to have a conversation with his people. Uh, so we're going to walk through some things that, that prayer should not be, uh, that Jesus gives us some things there, what prayer should be, and something that prayer requires. Uh, and honestly, it, it's not the words. It's not those things that, that prayer requires. And, and so it, it's, uh, it's an intriguing thing, but, but honestly, it is a simple process. Um, we, we teach our kids early on different things that they can do to pray. We teach them how to say a blessing over the food and, and, and how to pray for specific things and, and, and stuff like that. So we, we give them guidelines just as Jesus 
gave his followers guidelines. If you look over in Luke chapter 11, and we're not going to go into this, but, but one of my favorite scriptures is the disciples looking and said, Lord, teach us to pray. What we have to understand is that in this time, this, this was, there were some rote prayers that people said. There were some repetitious prayers that, that people would say in that time, but the, there wasn't a conversation with God in essence. There were things that they would pray to their pagan gods. There were things that they would say uh, just because they thought. And so Jesus is kind of combating some of that here as he's done with the Sermon on the Mount. But we have to understand is that here in the future, the disciples are going to look at him and say, Jesus, teach us. Teach us how to pray. Teach us how to talk to you, in essence. Uh, they, they wanted to know how to talk to the Father as they had seen Jesus do so many times. Now, Jesus, uh, his was a habit. His was, was a place. He had gotten to that place where he had he'd step aside, he'd pull away from the crowd, and he would spend lots of time with the Father. But that wasn't a requirement, to talk to God. And so uh, he's walking through just a basic model of what it looks like to pray. And so I want us to see that uh, this morning. And hopefully uh, this will encourage you in your prayer life, but it will also uh, remind you that it's okay just to take your words to him, whatever uh, they may be. Matthew chapter 6. Uh, if you have your Bibles, turn with us there as we look into uh, verses 7 and 8 to start off with. And it says this in Matthew chapter 6, verse 7. It says, And when you are praying, Goes right back to that thing with, that he said with the other three. He already told us this up there in verse 5. That when you pray, there's an expectation that if you have a relationship with God, that you're going to spend time talking to him. And you may say, well, Josh, why is that an expectation? Well, what we have to remember is that we're in a relationship with God. You're in a relationship with him. If you have accepted that free gift of salvation, you are in a relationship with him. One of the things that you learn early on in relationships is that communication is key, right? If a marriage is going to last, if a, if a dating relationship is going to last, if a relationship between a boss and employee is going to work, we've got to have communication. Communication has to be a part of that. So what we have to understand is you may be sitting here today and saying, I'm not really good at praying. That's fine. I do, God just wants you to try. He wants you to communicate with him. And I promise you, the more you talk to him, the easier it's going to be. And he's going to continue to show you, hey, these are the things that I want you and I to talk about. And so if you're, if you're sitting here today and you're saying, Josh, I don't have a great prayer life. I just want you to have one. I'm not asking you to be a, a professor on prayer or to be some kind of theologian when it comes to prayer. I just want you to spend time talking to God. That's where you've got to start. And what he tells him here, it says, and when you pray, when you are praying, says, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do. What he's referencing here is that oftentimes they would say things over and over and over again, thinking that they would be heard because they keep repeating it. And oftentimes they would go through that list of God's names that they had. And this is not the, the Yahweh that we pray to. This is not the, the great I am that, that was referenced in uh, the book of Exodus when Moses asked, hey, who are you? He said, I am. That, that's who's sending you here. That, that's not the same God they were talking to. They had a lot of gods. 
Uh, they were very polytheistic, which means many gods. And so uh, they, would, uh, they would just offer up these names and, and they would say these things to all these gods, hoping that it would stick somewhere down the line. So they'd pray to these gods that were gods of various different things. They had gods that were over uh, all these different types of things. Basically, if you could name it, they had a god for that area of your life. And so what Jesus is telling them here, it says, uh, when you pray, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do. Now, I I want us to pause for just a moment. And I need us to understand that Jesus is not saying, don't bring something to me more than once. He is not saying that, hey, I need you to stop praying over and over and over again for that loved one that you want to come to know me. That is not what he is saying here. He is not saying, hey, that hurt or that pain that you've got, you bring it to me once and that's all you need to do. No, God, God wants us to continue to bring our worries, our concerns to him. But what Jesus is talking about, don't miss that first word there. It's meaningless repetition. He is okay if we continue to bring those loved ones before him. He is okay if we continue to lay those hurts, those pains, those struggles, whatever it is that we have at his feet. He is perfectly fine with us praying the same thing every day as long as it has meaning to us. What he doesn't want us to do is just go through the motions of praying so that we can say, hey, I've checked off my prayer for today. There has to be meaning to that. One of the things that I'm challenged with oftentimes is we, we, teach, we teach our children how to bless the food. If, if Esme is comfortable with the crowd at the table, she will offer a blessing and she's going to surprise you by it because she's not even going to tell you it's coming. We're just going to be like, all right, we need to say the blessing and she's already started. So by the time you get your eyes closed, she's done because she says the same thing every time. My challenge is, as, as a father is to teach her that we're not just saying words. But we get in that routine of us just saying words that don't mean anything to us. She's going to ask the food to be blessed to our bodies and our bodies to your service because she's heard me say that before. Because we got away from the the one that she had learned in preschool and and we're trying to teach her to pray other ways. And so now she's gotten into uh, what, what feels about seven words. It's, it's, it's a few phrases that she'll throw out there for that blessing. God hears that. And I think he honors that because she's in those learning stages. But at some point in time, when she has a conversation with God, whether it's over the meal or whether it's at the end of her day, there needs to be something different. We can change those things. We don't just have meaningless repetition. When was the last time that you thought about when you pray over your food of changing that up? Is it the same thing? Does it have meaning to you? It can be the same thing as long as it has meaning. So what Jesus was telling him, he said, when you pray, he said, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do. For they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. So do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Our first point this morning is looking at what prayer should not be. What prayer should not be. First and foremost, it doesn't need to be meaningless repetition. It doesn't need to be one of those things where we're just throwing out phrases that we've heard somebody pray for so long that don't mean anything to us. 
But that's how they've always prayed for it at church, so that's how we're going to pray for it here. God doesn't need our meaningless repetition. God's okay with repetition, but he wants the words to mean something to you. So maybe you don't have those big theological words that you heard your grandma pray. Maybe you don't understand uh, those, those things that, that, that people may pray here in the front as we pray over the offering. Maybe some of that doesn't make sense to you. Maybe that's just not the way you talk. Well, guess what? God understands the way you talk. And what he's asking from, from us is, he said, don't just throw out things to, to make it sound good. He said, I just want you to talk to me. That's all I want. He said, I just want you to talk to me. Don't try and find the right words to say, just talk to me. He said, because if not, if you're just throwing out things that you think I want to hear, well, you're not any better than the Gentiles were in that day. He said, because you're just thinking that I'm going to hear you for the many words. Meaningless repetition and long-winded prayers are not what God's asking for. God doesn't need a bunch of words from us. He just wants to see our heart. He wants to hear from us. He wants to know what's on your heart. And, and guess what? He already knows because verse 8 says, so, so don't be like them for your father knows what you need before you even ask him. So you may be saying, well, why would I even have to ask him if he knows my need? Because he wants to hear it from you. He wants you to have that conversation with him. He wants you to, to actually spend time with him. He wants you to work on that relationship. Maybe you're really good at reading your Bible. And he's like, hey, you're hearing things from me, but I never hear from you. He just wants to hear from us. He wants us to communicate in our relationship with him. He already knows what we need. He already knows the things that we desire, whether they're a part of his will or not. He already knows what it is that we want. He already knows the thoughts that are running through our head. He already knows what's making our heart hurt this morning. He just wants to hear from you. Doesn't matter how many words it is. Uh, there, there was a picture that went around on social media for a while, uh, and, and it just said at the very top of the page, it just said, Dear God. It was a, a, a prayer that was being written out. And in the middle of the page, there was nothing. It was just blank lines, except for the occasional drops of water, because those were somebody's tears. And then at the bottom, it just said, Amen. God understands that. Because he sees what you're walking through. God doesn't need some fancy words for you to throw out there to say, hey, look at how smart I am. God just wants to hear from you. And sometimes all that he gets to hear is the groaning of our spirit. And the beauty of it, in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, it reminds us that he understands those groanings. He understands that, that our spirit can speak to his spirit and he, he gets what it is that's on our heart. And so there may be times that you come to this altar and you don't get a single word out. But he knows exactly what it is that you're saying. There may be times at home when you, or in a doctor's office or driving down the road that you, you just, you're at a loss for words. And that's perfectly fine because God says, I just want you to talk to me. I just want you to keep this line of communication open. I just want to hear from you. Because I want you to know me better. 
He doesn't need fancy prayers. He doesn't need long-winded prayers. Beauty of it is God doesn't even need words. He just needs a heart that's willing to talk to him. He wants people willing to say, God, here I am. What is it that you want me to do? He wants people willing to go, hey, Lord, here's all my junk. Here's everything that I have. Today's been the worst day ever. Here, all of it is. Or, God, you know what? Hey, 2023 has been a hard year. We got a couple months left of it. You may be sitting there going, hey, this has been the worst year that I've ever walked through. We've had uh, doctor's visits that didn't go well. We've had diagnoses that, that we weren't prepared for. We've, we've had loss in our family. We've had financial struggles. We've had uh, job pains. We've had all sorts of different things that, that you may be walking through. He just wants you to unload those things because he already sees it. He already sees you carrying that burden he already sees it weighing you down. He already sees it making you depressed and struggle to, to get up in the mornings and, and face the day. And he's like, I just want you to give it to me. But there will be days that you won't know how to say that to him. He said, if you'll just open your heart, I'll take the words out and I'll know what it is that you need. But far too many times we pray because it's what we're supposed to do. We pray because... It's time to bless our food. We pray because it, it's, it's, that's what's expected of us. And, and we only do that in our public places. We may volunteer to pray in, in a small group. We may volunteer to pray in different things. But, but what God is really wanting uh, that we looked at last week is he's wanting that personal quiet time with us. And he said, in that, he said, I don't need any of those repetitions I don't need any of those big words. He said, I don't need you to wow me with things. I'm God. I created all of that. I just want you to talk to me. Prayer should not be a bunch of just words that, that we're trying to throw out there. Things that don't mean anything to us because we heard somebody who we know is a saint say those things. If they don't mean anything to you, guess what? They're just words that you don't understand. And God's looking at us going, do you even know what you're asking for right now? No, but it sounded good when, when so-and-so prayed it, so I'm going to pray it too. He said, just talk to me. Just tell me what's on your heart. Just tell me what it is that you're walking through. Because I already know what you need before you even ask. So Jesus reminded the followers of that. He's like, he already knows what you need. He already knows what it is you're walking through. He said, don't pray like everybody else that you see praying. He said, just, just talk to God. And what Jesus is doing is he's setting them up for what they're going to have. Some access that they've never had before. Because when he dies on the cross, guess what? That veil that separated man and God in the temple is going to be torn from top to bottom. And when, when he gave his life for us, that sacrifice that was given to us, and then he defeated death, guess what? Now we have access to God. And it's, it's now a thing where we don't have to go and sit in a box and ask somebody to pray for us. We don't have to, to ask somebody else's forgiveness. We get to go directly to the creator of it all and say, Lord, it's me. And he can say, I know, child, what do you need? And he just wants you to talk to him. 
That was the access that Jesus is about to show his people. It's, it's, it's something that's going to be coming in just a few years for them to be able to see. And he's like, I'm going to go ahead and teach you how to pray. Not that there was something specific. I don't think that when Jesus knelt in the garden that he walked through verses 9 through 13 out of memory and said, this is exactly what I've got to say every time I say it. And he's, no, this is just a blueprint of how to talk to your father. He said, you can take it from here and add on to it. You ain't got to say all these words, but here's just a blueprint for you to be able to speak to him. Look at what verse 9 says. It says, pray then in this way. Here comes that blueprint. It says, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's a couple of things that he walks through as we get to our second point of what prayer should be. There's some things that he walks through in this. Again, you don't have to pray any specific prayers. You don't have to pray any specific words. This is all just a blueprint, just an idea of what prayer could look like for you if you're struggling in that area. The first thing that he does and what he challenges us to do is he says, he's pray then in this way. He said, we start by honoring the one that we're making our request known to. We start with addressing the one that we are taking these prayers to. We're about to take some needs to him in, in verses 11 and 12 and 13. But before we ever get to that point, Jesus says, you can pray in this way. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name or thy name depending on how you learned that one growing up. And basically what it is, is he's just looking going, God, you're holy. That's what hallowed means, it's holy. It's consecrated. And he said, your name is holy. You are set apart. You are far above anything that, that I can think or imagine. God, you are holy. So what Jesus says is when we pray, what we got to start with is we got to recognize who we're praying to. You see, you got to recognize that you're not praying to the person sitting next to you. No, you're praying to the Almighty God. And while that can be scary, this is an invitation that He wants you to accept. Yes, we come to Him with respect, but He expects us to come to Him because He wants to have that conversation. Almighty God, the Creator of the universe, the One who made all things and is in control of all things, allows all things, says, I want to have a conversation with you, but don't forget who I am. And Jesus said, we pray in this way, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be Your name. Holy is Your name. And then He goes on to a couple more things. He says, Your kingdom come. He said, we, we pray with an anticipation that what he has promised us is going to happen. That one day he is going to create a new heaven and a new earth. That one day he is going to come back and get his children. He is going to uh, take us to, to live with him, spend all eternity with him. He says, your kingdom come. We look forward to what it is you're going to do. But then he follows that up with, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not only do we look forward in anticipation, but until you come back, God, we're asking for your will to be done here, just as it is where you are now. So in this blueprint, he said, we got to recognize who it is that we're praying to. We recognize that it's Almighty God that we are in conversation with. And we look forward to the promises 
that he's going to deliver to us. But until that time, we're trying to fulfill his will here on earth. Jesus said that that's where you can start. You can start with understanding who he is, what he's going to do for you, but what he wants to do through you as well. And then he moves on to, to the second part of, of this. And it's in verse 11 says, Give us this day our daily bread. He said, Now there's some things. Dress God for who He is, and you recognize it's putting us in the correct order here, putting God above us and not us on that same pedestal. We're not equals with God. We, we should never get that confused. Oftentimes we do because a lot of times we tell God what it is that He's supposed to do with the blessings that He wants to bring to our life, but we got to get our right perspective with God. God is here, and we're way down here. And then he says, once you get your perspective right, once you get your sights set on who it is that you're talking to, then you can start to ask for some basic needs. It says, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And this next part may be in brackets in, in yours, and that's just because uh, it wasn't in all the early manuscripts. If you read some of the footnotes there, that's why you may have brackets there. But it says, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So he, he said, once we recognize who it is we're praying to, once we spend some time talking uh, to him and, and aligning ourselves where we're supposed to be, so then we can turn our prayer to our needs. And there's three basic needs that, that he calls out in this. It's not just the three needs you can pray for. It's not the three needs you have to pray for every time. Again, this is just a blueprint. This is to help you understand, hey, here's some things that I can take to God. The first one is provisions. We can ask for him to provide the things that we need. In verse 11 it says, give us this day our daily bread. Lord, please provide for me the things that I need. Be my provider today. And then he moves on to forgiveness. Sometimes this is one that we forget about. But it says, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. We can go to him and ask him to forgive us for the things that we have done wrong. Because we've already put in perspective who it is we're praying to. We're praying to a holy God and we are not a holy people. We strive to be that. That's what he desires for us to become. And one day, if you have a relationship with him, you will become that holy creation that he desires for you to be. But in the meantime, we're going to have mess ups. We're going we're gonna to trip. We're going to stumble. We're going to falter. And so we got to ask for forgiveness. So not only do we ask for provisions for him to provide for us, we ask for him to forgive us because we all need it. We all make mistakes. We all need him to forgive those things. And then finally, we can ask for his protection. Verse 13 says, do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. It's this idea that, that we are asking God to protect us as we walk throughout our day. Lord, keep me safe from the temptations that are around me. And guess what? Your temptations are going to be different than my temptations. 
But God says, hey, I know who you are. I created you. So I understand what your temptations are. And so when you ask him to deliver you from evil, to not lead us into temptation, to put that hedge of protection around us, to surround us with, with his protection and his glory and, and allow us to, to, to see the world as he sees that. But sometimes we got to have that protection. So three basic needs that he tells us to pray for there. He gives us the idea that we can pray for those is provision, forgiveness, and protection. And that's it. That was, that was the end of his prayer. He recognized who God was and then he prayed for three basic needs. There's nothing crazy about that prayer. Matter of fact, you, uh, you may have learned it as a child and you've been able to repeat it. You may not even even known that it was here in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, but you've heard it over and over again. It's been written into song, uh, multiple songs. We saw that this, this morning. It is a, a popular prayer. But again, for us this morning, church, it's just a, a blueprint. It's just an option. It's a, it's a starting tool. It's a template if, if you need it that way, depending on what world you operate in. It is just a guideline for you to look and go, hey, here's some things that I can pray for. Now, there'll be times that just those prayers are just forgiveness. There'll be times that those prayers are really heavy on Him being your provider. There'll be times that it's really heavy on protection as you walk through various things. Your prayers can change. Your prayers should change as you walk with Him because He's going to lead you into different things. But He said, guys, it's really simple to talk to Him. It's really simple to take these things to Him. All you got to do is recognize who He is and just throw out those needs that you have. That's all he's wanting from us. The basics of prayer are simple. Recognize who you're praying to and ask for things that you can't provide or obtain on your own. That's the basics of prayer. Just as a child comes to its parents and asks for the things that they need, God says, you can come to me. You can bring those needs to me just like that. And sometimes we don't know how to ask for the things that we need. Sometimes we've got to learn how to, how to put those things into words. And guess what? The beauty of it is God understands that. But you've got to be willing to talk to Him. I told you all, though, there's a third point. And there is one thing that prayer requires. It's not the words. It's not key phrases. It's not even the things that were spoken in this model prayer. But look at what verses 14 and 15 say. It says, For if you forgive others for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. This is kind of a repeat of what he said there in verse 12 in that model prayer. But what this leads us to understanding is that there is something that prayer requires. And that is a, a heart that is in tune with God. You want to know what prayer requires. It's not the words. It's not the phrases. It's not a place or a location. It is a, a broken spirit. One that understands that, hey, I can't do all of this on my own. 
a brokenness, a humility that comes before the creator of all things and says, Lord, I am here because I can't do this. The one thing that prayer requires from us is a condition of the heart, an understanding of who we are in his presence. You can look at uh, Psalm 51, verses 16 and 17. They should be on the screen for us there. But Psalm 51, verses 16 and and 17 says this, "For, For you do not delight in sacrifice, otherwise I would give it. You are not pleased with burnt offering. He starts off this and he says, you're not looking for sacrifice. You're not looking for all of these things. This is not, I can can go through those motions of worship. I can go through those things just as the hypocrites would. And I can say all these words. I can do all those things. And guess what? You can come forward and you can spend time in the altar. You can pray a prayer that sounds uh, so elegant that people would share it on social media. that, That people would be like, hey, how did you? They may even ask you how you learned how to pray. But if you don't do it with the right heart, it doesn't matter. And that's what it is that, that Jesus is kind of framing this picture for us. He said, here's a model prayer, but if you don't do it with forgiveness in your heart, then guess what? It's not going to matter. If you don't do it where your heart is, is, is in a place where you're trying to align your will with God's will, those prayers are not going to be heard. They're not going to matter. It's going to be like you just repeating phrases that you've heard all your life. What God desires from his people is he desires us, for us to come to him broken. But the hard part is society says you can't be broken because everything's got to be put together. He said a society teaches us that, that if we're broken, then, then we don't have everything figured out. If we're broken, then, then the picture doesn't look right on social media. If we're, if we're broken, then guess what? People are going to think bad things about you. They're going to know that, that you struggle. They're going to know that you have hurts. And they're going to know that you have pains. They're going to know that you have issues. Those are the people that God hears from. Those are the ones that when we come and we say, God, you know what? I don't have anything else. Lord, there's nowhere else for me to turn. I've tried to do this on my own. Here's how I've tried to fix this problem. Lord, here's how I've tried to solve this. And God, you know, I've been carrying this for 15, 20 years. And Lord, I I just, I'm at my wits end. I don't know what to do, but hand it to you. I imagine in, in my mind, I picture that as God saying, about time you let me have it. I've been trying to fix this for 15 or 20 years, but you've not been willing to let it go. You've been trying to do it on your own. You continue that Psalms passage there. I read verse 16 that says, For you do not delight in sacrifice, otherwise I'd give it. You are not pleased with burnt offerings. Verse 17 says this, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. He wants us to come broken to Him. He wants us to come and lay our problems before Him, knowing that, hey, I can't fix this. I can't provide for myself. I can't protect myself. I can't forgive myself. But I can go to the one who can. I can go to the one who can take care of all of that. 
So I'll be honest with you, church, this morning, it doesn't matter the words you say because there'll be times that you don't have words to say. God is looking at the condition of your heart when you come to Him in prayer. So whether you've got five words to pray or whether you've got 500 words to pray, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. It matters how you approach Him. And He said, I want you to come understanding your need for me. You've got to be willing to allow me to change you. You've got to be willing to come to me with that broken heart. Then we can make something happen. I'll be honest with you. There's a prayer that I pray on a somewhat regular basis. And I always ask God for it to start with me. But I ask Him to fill this church with broken people. I ask Him to fill this church with broken people. Some of y'all may be saying, Josh, I need you to stop praying that. Because He's breaking some things. Well, praise the Lord. Because that's what I've been praying for. Because you know what type of a church, what type of church that God uses? He uses a church full of broken people. Because we don't come in here and look and go, hey, you know what? We're picture ready every week. No, we come in here going, God, uh, we need you. Lord, I, I need you more than you can ever know. I need you more than, than you'll ever understand. I, I come to you desperate for you. That's where I want this church to be. I want it to be a church full of people who are desperate to see God move. Not just in the congregation, but in our lives. Because if you're not desperate for it, you'll probably never see it. And that's the part that hurts my heart. is because I'm not always desperate for it. And that's why I tell you that I ask Him to start with me. Lord, break me from what it is that I know of ministry, what it is that I understand about preaching, what it is that I understand about pastoring, what it is that I understand about being a husband or a father. Lord, break me in my understanding of all those things because I just want to be used by you. Because I've been taught things all along the way. I grew up in a home where my dad was a pastor, but I don't want to pastor how dad pastored, not because he didn't do a good job. Don't hear that. Because I don't want to fall into my understanding of these things. Had the opportunity this past week on Tuesday to, to wrap up some trainings and stuff, so basically a mini conference that they were doing every Tuesday for six weeks through our association. And, and the, the pastor that shared on that Tuesday said he had done something uh, for one of their services. And I think there was four or five preachers uh, that he had called different ages uh, that were in their church that were going to preach on that Sunday. It was a special Sunday. They were having some special stuff. And he said, I had them all from different age groups. And they have a green room in their church. And he said, I walked by there and he said, I went to go in. And he said, one of them, he said, I found the young pastor, the one who was called to ministry that was only 18 years old. He said, I found him in our green room and he was just laid out before the Lord, just crying out to God, use me today. Allow me to be that mouthpiece. Allow me to be the one who speaks your truth to these people. And he said he got to that place where he looked and he said, wow, when was the last time I was that broken to share God's word? 
I'm not going to tell you who the pastor is because everybody in here most likely would know that name. But that was a challenge for him because he had been pastoring for years. He had seen a lot of things. He had done a lot of good things and he's still doing a lot of good things. But sometimes we got to remember that we got we to gotta let go of the training and let God work. I got to let God teach me how to be the father he wants me to be. I've got to let God teach me how to be the husband he wants me to be. Yes, I can pull things from different examples, but at the end of the day, I got to be what God wants me to be. I can take examples from other pastors. I can take notes from other preachers. I can take classes at seminary and I can do all those things. I can get educated on how to be the pastor. But at the end of the day, I still got to lean on him to say, God, what is it that you want for Highland Baptist Church? And how do you want me to lead them? That's where I've got to be. I can't take somebody else's blueprint and just plug it in here. They're not all plug and play. It's not the way it works. I got to be willing to come before him broken. Just as I pray that for each of you and everybody else that God's going to send our way, I hope you'll pray that for me. I realize that that's, that's a dangerous prayer. But I've read some books over the years, I've read some articles over the years that God does some crazy things with some dangerous prayers. So I'm asking you to partner with your pastor and pray that God would break him. Because I'm not a finished product yet. I don't have all the understanding that I need. There's still prayers that I need to pray. There's still learning that I need to do. There's still education that I need. I have not arrived. Nowhere close to it. Luckily for you, I have not arrived. But there's a lot of days that I need him to break me. Because I want him to use me. And that's what God is looking at here. Jesus is teaching his people. He said, you can pray all the prayers you want to. He said, you can, you can offer up sacrifices. You can do all these different things. He said, but what you need to do is you need to come before the Lord broken desiring him to use you you need to come before the Lord broken saying God I don't have all the answers I don't have it all figured out I just want to see you work in this place because this is not my church this is your church and we want to see you glorified not just inside these walls but outside these walls as Highland goes different places as we represent this church in your workplaces in your homes at the grocery store at the gas station wherever it is you're going the halls of the school, wherever it is that he is taking us. We want to be his representative. But guess what? God wants to use us. He wants to use us for great things. But all of us need to be broken. Every one of us need to be broken so that he can use us. We need that reminder that, hey, we haven't arrived yet. Things may change. Things may need to. Things may stay the same. They may need to do some of that too. But at the end of the day, He's not finished with you. He's not finished with me. 
And this morning, if you don't hear anything else, he's saying, I want to use you. But some of you got to clean out some of those closets. You got to allow me to, to, to get that junk out of the way so that you come to me broken and humble with the desire to truly follow me, not just with the lip service, that that's where we want to be. I don't know how God's speaking to you this morning. I hope he's speaking to you and not just stepping on my toes today. But I do know that he wants to use you. So ever how it is he's speaking to you, we're going to have a moment here in just a second where you get to respond. There was a response to that prayer that Jesus painted. He said, hey, you got to be willing to forgive or God's not going to forgive you. There's work that takes on our part. It's not just praying up prayers and expecting God to do something. No, we pray, pray up prayers getting ready for Him to answer those. You may have heard the story, and, and I've not read it in quite some time, but there was a story of, of a community that was praying for rain. They'd been praying for rain. And they said, hey, we're going to meet at the church and we're going to pray for rain. So they did that. But only one of them came prepared for rain. Only one of them brought an umbrella. See, the thing is, church, if we're going to pray for stuff, we need to be prepared for God to answer it. Because that shows that we're really sincere with Him. We're really in tune with God. We want to hear from you. We want to see you do something. So we come ready with umbrella in hand, praying for that rain, praying for Him to move in a mighty way. We come dressed with the rain boots on. We've got our rain jacket. We're expecting a flood because we're praying for Him to provide for us. Now, I'm not saying that Highland is, we're, we're transitioning to praying for rain today, but we're praying for God to move. So we've got to come expecting God to do something besides us just sitting here going, hey, that was a good message, Pastor. Now we're just going to go and we'll get another one next week. We've got to come with our umbrella in hand expecting God to do something when we walk out these doors. I don't know where you are today. Maybe you don't have a relationship with the Lord. I invite you to come. When the music starts, when the singing starts, I invite you to come to this altar and I'd love to walk through what that looks like for you. Maybe you just need to come and spend some time. Maybe it's tears that you need to put on this carpet up here. Maybe it's some words that you need to say before the Lord. Maybe you need uh, me to talk with you and you want to pray with me. Whatever it is, I'm asking that you would just respond to whatever it is that God's laid on your heart. I've done my part. Now it's your turn. That's the reality of it. I shared the message he laid on my heart. Now it's your chance to respond. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for today. And Lord, I thank you for your word. Lord, I, I know that your word says that it doesn't return void. So I'm, I'm trusting that you're going to use it today. I'm trusting that you're going to use it to draw us closer to you. Because you've got work for us to do outside in this community. You've got work for us to do in our own homes. You've got people for us to reach that we work with. The ones that we love. Friends, family. God, there's, there's work that you are asking us to do. But so many times, we're not willing to come broken before you so that you can use us. But God, I pray once again that you would break these people, starting with me. God, break me. Help me to see my need for you.
so that I can lead these people through what it is that you desire them to do as a church body and as individuals. And God, we promise to give you the glory for it all. Lord, take this time as your time. Lord, as we open up this altar to you, I pray that you'd fill it with your presence. Let your people do business with you in this place. And we will give you the glory for it all because you alone are worthy. We pray all of this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to the Highland Ministry Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Please rate and review this podcast wherever you receive your podcast content. Thank you for joining us and have a great day.